comes because when we can make that connection with ourselves, that's the whole point behind masturbation and self-pleasure is literally learning your body and learning what makes you tick and learning what brings you pleasure. How the fuck am I supposed to expect somebody else to give, give me an orgasm if I don't understand yet how I'm even able to achieve an orgasm? Welcome to Honey Do Me, a podcast that goes into the bedroom and beyond, hosted by Emma Norman and Cass Anderson. Here at Honey Do Me, we don't have all the answers, so we chat with experts, educators, and badass changemakers to get them. We are here to remind our listeners and ourselves that what we're going through is normal, that we are worthy of love and pleasure, and that we are all in this together. So tell us, honey, how do you do you? And what head. is that from? It's from Holes. <laughs> That's the only thing that that came to my the mind. The Shia LaBeouf movie. <laughs> the Shia LaBeouf movie. But that shouldn't be related to this topic. Today. It shouldn't because what we're talking about today is masturbation with the lovely sex educator Rachel Maine. Yes, and she doesn't bring up the movie Holes once, not once. And I don't know why. That was the first thing that came to mind. We talk about going inside a little bit. We talk about um, <laughs> entering, your... digging your fingers, in your. <laughs> Your precious goddess hole. Your precious goddess hole. That's the name of this episode. <laughs> your precious goddess hole. Digging in your precious <laughs> goddess hole. I think it's just good to have a refresher course on masturbation because mm-hmm. we don't talk about it enough. No. Well, you and I do. <laughs> well. But the world doesn't. We have talked about this before, but we haven't touched on it from the perspectives that we have now as grown, grown women. Women. Grown, well, just standing more in our position of wanting to learn Mm -hmm. and wanting to learn technique. Because I think when we initially talked about it, we talked about shame around Mm -hmm. masturbation, which is so important. And we do talk about that again. Exactly. But this time it's about how do we do it? How does like because I don't know any tips beyond what I taught myself. <laughs> exactly. I have been doing it the same way since I learned how. And exactly. It's not that spicy. Which is the first thing that we brought up was like, mm-hmm. I don't know how to learn anything else. Exactly. And it's just it's just fun to talk about it with someone else who probably masturbates the same way and mm-hmm. or doesn't and can teach us new things. Yeah. So this is definitely an episode for vagina owners or mm-hmm. if you love somebody that owns a vagina, mm-hmm. we'll definitely get to the penises. Oh, I'm later. so excited We're to get to the penises because that talk about things I don't know how to do more than one way. Masturbate with a penis. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Rachel was so good. So many new tips and tricks I feel like we're excited to try out Mm -hmm. and have you guys try out, I guess. And we will see you on the other side. See you on the other side. side. (laughs) (laughs) From DJ to race car. Uh, I thought I was a cat. (laughs) Yay. Thank you so much for having me. Um, So hi, I'm Rachel Main, and I am from Rockwood, Michigan, live on Lake Erie. Uh, here with my husband. We'll be married three years in June. June 9th, actually. Yes, our wedding day is 69. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Which just makes sense, you know, because I'm a sex coach and all that good stuff. So uh, we have two dogs together. And I started this journey of sex, if you will, um, about seven years ago when I started at uh, Pure Romance, which is a direct sales company um, known pretty much all over the world. I started doing parties for women. If you ever attended a Pure Romance party before, you know there's a lot of sexual health education at those parties. 
And uh, when I started realizing how much women were lacking the sexual health knowledge and information about their bodies and their sexuality, that's when I decided to go back to school. Um, I got a certificate from University of Michigan in sex therapy and sexuality education. Um, actually, Joe Court, who you both know, yeah. uh, was one of my professors. So it's oh, I feel like it's really full circle. That's yeah. so cool. Um, yeah, Joe is just, he's amazing. He's here local to in Michigan. So that's super neat. Um, but yeah, so I, um, did, I worked in private practice sex therapy for about three years and then just re- recently left the private practice, uh, to work and scale my own, uh, sex coaching business. So now I work primarily with women. I work with them to, uh, help them discover and embrace what brings them pleasure so that they can own their sexual self. Oh, I love it. That's a perfect mission for your life. (laughs) (laughs) Well, what we really want to talk about today is masturbation. And I feel like we usually started out by explaining what our topic is, but I think we all kind of get what masturbating is. So let's start with what can kind of get in the way of masturbating, either when you're just starting when you're young or as an adult, like kind of the shame that is wrapped up in masturbation. Yeah, that's a great question to start with. Uh, So with my work with individuals, one of the very first thing that I ask people is, how how do you remember learning about sex? And what was your first memory of exploring, exploring with masturbation or self pleasure? Um, I love the word masturbation. I know there's so many people out there that that has such a negative connotation to it. So you'll hear me use the two interchangeably. Um, But with masturbation, I think it goes back so far where Again, that very first experience, how do you remember when you first discovered what your vulva was or discovered that there was pleasure when you touched in certain areas? Um, Maybe you wiped a little bit with more pressure at some point. Maybe uh, you were like me and you just balled up socks and humped your stuffed animals like growing (laughs) up. Um, It could be literally anything. Maybe you had a shower head experience or bathtub incident, um, you know, anything like that. So I think that one of the things that stands in the way of people when it comes to their self-pleasure is whatever happened in those very early on years. If you told, let's say, a parent like, hey, mom, dad, when I wiped, like that felt good, like I felt tingly down here, or maybe you are doing it in the living room with family members around, right? If you're someone that's a penis owner, you start putting your hands down your pants, right? It could be so many things, but whatever that initial reaction was from the person that you told that shapes so much of how then we see sex and sexuality literally for the rest of our lives. I primarily again work with adults right now, adult women um, of all ages. And it is so crazy when you ask them that question, they're like, holy fuck, like no wonder I feel dirty after I touch myself or shameful after I touch myself. Um, So I think that would, I think that's the biggest thing is really that initial reaction that you get from people. Mm -hmm. Uh, I love thinking of things in that way and really going back and being like, where did I get these beliefs from? And even like, I think sometimes we don't even recognize that we have beliefs around these things. But like when you really sit back and look at what you went through, it's like, yeah, no shit that Mm -hmm. I feel a little weird, even if I don't have like the word shame for it or even if I don't pin shame to it. And I've been noticing on TikTok a lot um, when people are talking about, oh, my God, I can't remember or I can't believe I used to tell my dad that it feels so good when I touch myself on the couch (laughs) this way. (laughs) And it's like, oh, my God. God, yeah, so cringy, but also... Like go you. That moment <laughs> has so much potential to right. set somebody up for like a very empowered sexual life. And I don't think we really recognize that moment as so right. impactful. Totally. Mm-hmm. I don't remember ever speaking with my mom or dad about masturbating or touching myself at all. But I remember when I was really young, I had 
like a very sexual dream. I was probably like seven, but I was at that age where I felt so embarrassed or so um, ashamed to keep secrets from my parents. So I told my mom, but I was like mortified and I thought I was like the dirtiest, the worst person ever. I was like streaming tears, telling her that I had a dream about a boy, like that I was kissing him. And it's just, it's crazy how that can start so young and then play out into your adult life if you don't really address it or recognize it. Mm-hmm. I have a similar experience with my mom. I remember, um, I gosh, yeah, I feel like I was probably around the same age, like seven, eight, nine, and uh, Dirty Dancing was a thing in uh, the movie The Bodyguard, you know, with Whitney Houston. Those are like my two jams. <laughs> I freaking love those movies. And I just remember, like, I was, I would love to sing and act like I was Whitney Houston. And I remember telling my mom one time, I'm like, I was in just like, I don't know, like sweatpants right in a sweatshirt. And I was like, Oh mom, like I'm going to perform. So I know I need to go put on um, my, my nightgown and I need to like have this silky thing on. She's like, why? Like, and to me, I was like, I want to put on something that makes me feel confident. I felt and feel, you know, quote unquote sexy, even though I was at this young age. And it's like, it's so crazy to think back. And especially when you're in this line of work to think back of all these moments that have literally shaped you again into the sexual being that you are today. Um, And it's such a young age. You don't even, you don't even know it. And you're just, so innocent and naive to everything around you, you know? Um, but now when I look back, I'm like, fuck, I was just a little child freak. And I, didn't even know it. <laughs> I was also a child freak. So I totally <laughs> relate to that. I was the one I've told this story before where I brought like a whole naked body book, like where you identify the anatomy in preschool. And then I got sent home with it. It's like, please don't send this with your daughter. And I was like, I just want to know what penises and vaginas look like. And share it with others. I'm a four-year-old and a pervert and I don't care. (laughs) How would you like suggest talking about it when you're that young then? Like, do you have any advice for those first conversations about masturbation that could set you up for like a healthy relationship with it? Yeah, definitely. I think this answer really speaks more to the parents that are probably listening to this podcast. And when you have a young one coming to you um, and sharing, sharing about their pleasure, sharing about their sexuality, um, I think that it is the best thing that you can do is really to normalize whatever it is that they're feeling. Um, And I'm assuming you as an adult, you know, and can correlate and, and you know what it is that they're speaking to. So I think if you just normalize what they're, what they're going through, what they're sharing with you and make them not feel that shame and just make them feel heard and understood. And then if the, you as the parent want to set up some boundaries and say things like, yes, this is a great thing for you to explore. This is totally natural. This is human life. Um, you know, pleasure is your birthright, depending you know on the age, of course. Um, but just saying, you know, these are things that you want to do in, in private, right? If you want to enjoy this part of your body, um, you know, do this, do this in your bedroom. Like don't do this in public. We don't want, you know, children getting arrested and shit like that, you know? So, um, but I think that is normalizing and, and, and thanking that child or that individual for coming to you and trusting in you enough to be able to share that really, really scary thing probably for them. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And it's like, I feel like if the first initial response from the parent or whoever they're speaking to is like embarrassed and laughing and kind of like, oh, let's not talk about it. Like that also gets internalized. And that's how I was viewing masturbation for a long time. So I was like, oh, I'm embarrassed. I shouldn't talk about it. This is like, not something a woman should be talking about, you know? And it's like a lady, a lady. Cause my conversations with my parents about sex was always like, yes, what, um, what questions do you have? And it's like, I don't, I don't want that. 
for my kids like I love it they did a great job but you know I want to be clearly. able to have clearly I'm fine talking about sex now but I just want to be able to have those conversations so that if they have questions early on they don't feel embarrassed to ask me mm-hmm. and like the conversation I won't embarrass them by their conversation mm-hmm. so yeah. I feel like all of these are great tips to talk about too I yeah. want to know so you know there's a lot of us who didn't get that empowering response so what are some like practices that we can do now to start working through that shame because when we were Mm. talking about this interview and we were talking about questions we were talking about shame and I was like oh my god like I would be so embarrassed if somebody walked in on me masturbating Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. yeah like if a stranger did of course like if my partner walked in I would be like mortified mortified and it's like why Mm -hmm. like I yeah, like, what can I do? <laughs> what can I do? <laughs> yeah, I think that that incident that you just shared is probably most women would say the same thing. They would feel very like, oh, shit, like, what just happened? You, yes. You've caught me in a sense, you know? Yes, yeah. Yes, yeah. I could probably say the same. I think even, you know, with my husband, we're very open about this, but I'll, there have been times I'll say, like, hey, I'm, I'm like, I'm going to go in the other room and masturbate real quick. Like, I don't have time for this whole sex thing that you, this <laughs> take some time so I just need like 30 seconds to myself we're good um and so even then like him knowing literally what I'm doing in the room if he were to walk in I'd be like get out right like, yeah exactly he's never seen me naked before but, <laughs> um, I think it's just that just goes along with when you think of masturbation or self-pleasure you were taught and society teaches us that you that is this thing that you do by by yourself right for yourself by yourself Mm -hmm. and so I don't necessarily think that there's anything wrong with keeping it that way and wanting to keep that that part of yourself with yourself um I also on the other hand think that there's great fun behind mutual masturbation and you know masturbating next to your partner while they're doing the same thing that can be great too but um, in terms of breaking down the shame, uh, I think that really it just is, is going to come from talking about it. So if you haven't yet reached out to somebody that does sex coaching or sex therapy, somebody uh, somebody that is open to talking about this, because it goes so much beyond um, just a, a quote unquote regular therapist, right? If I'm seeing somebody for depression and sex comes up, um, I want to make sure I'm talking with somebody that is comfortable and it has that open sexual mind to hearing what I'm going through, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I find a lot of help too, with people that are journaling. So if you can kind of create almost like backtrack in your life and create your, for yourself, a sexual timeline, you know, when do you remember learning about sex? When was the first time you explored your vulva? When do you remember, um, you know, looking at a mirror at at your body? When do you remember having sex for the first time or self-pleasuring for the first time? And you make this literally like a sex timeline, all of your sexual partners, for some of us that can be really quick. And for some of us that can take (laughs) months, right? Uh So, um, but then it's like, okay, you can then backtrack when you have this timeline and do some journaling. What do you remember about those situations? What did you learn about yourself sexually? Um, What did the other person learn about you sexually? And I think there's just so much power behind that and being able to first identify where, where the shame came from, who the shame came from even, um, can really help you to rewrite your script and, and start living, you know, that new, newfound comfortability when it comes to your sexuality. Mm-hmm. When you said writing about your sexual experience with each partner, I realized that I, I've never thought about it beyond either I regret them 
or that was a bad time. You know, it's always like negative thoughts. I don't think about which, you know, can tell its own story, which is fair. But I don't think about like, well, what did I learn about myself? And what did I learn about them? And like, what can I reflect on through this? I've never really spent too much time thinking about the people that I've had sex with, mainly because 95% of them suck. But <laughs> but I also could learn a lot and work through whatever I'm still like hung up on in regards to my own the way I view myself sexually in my mm-hmm. masturbation practice. Um, mm-hmm. So that's really interesting. I think that'd be really, that would be fun with a glass of wine to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree. I've never done anything like that. Right. And I know you're talking about like writing about the positive stuff, but what I'm thinking of is like the moments when I did feel shame about my body or my right. vulva specifically, because I know that in all of the other self-work that I do, I write down like my beliefs about myself and mm-hmm seeing it on paper is really helpful because I'm like, oh shit, like that's not true. And then Mm -hmm. I can start to work through like, well, where did I get that from? And so I think doing those same sort of things around masturbation and sex in general, Mm -hmm. so powerful. Totally. Mm -hmm. There's a reason you do this. (laughs) You're good at this. You're good at this. (laughs) So if you're in a partnership and you want to be like, give me 30 seconds, you know, what if that relationship isn't like at the point where you can talk about masturbating and it's it's healthy or one partner feels like jealous or left out or like, oh, you don't want me. You'd rather go have yourself. Like, how do you kind of work through a relationship and masturbating? Yeah, definitely. Great question, because I know that not every relationship would be would have the ability to do that. Right. Um, what I find mostly, though, in the relationships that that jealousy or that lack of trust is coming in it is it's it's often something much deeper rooted than that. So it's not so much I'm mad because you're going to masturbate. It's, you know, it, it, you said it perfectly. You want that over me, you know, sort of mentality. And that just comes with our own personal insecurities that could come from abandonment issues that happened in our past that could come from some parental issues that could come from previous trauma. I mean, there's so many things that could root that, that thought of relief. And that in itself is also um, a limiting belief that, that our partners may have on us, right? That's, that's not true. It's not that I want this vibrator over you. Maybe it's that I just need that 30 seconds or a minute to myself for that that moment. Um, maybe it's truthfully that I've ju- like literally have to leave the house in three minutes and I don't even have time to like take my clothes off. I just want to dry out my vibe real quick. Like, <laughs> off my back, right? Get like, off my back. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that, um, so if a couple is listening that is going through that, I think the first place that you start is really just having more just short conversations about sex in general. Um, and trying new things together. I think that's another fun thing. Like I mentioned the mutual masturbation, but when you can have these small bite-sized conversations with one another and say, ask questions like, well, what do you think about shower sex? What do you think about role play? What do you think about uh, oral or giving or, you know, it could literally be anything, but when you're able to talk more freely and more often about those things, I think that it just, it just comes easier for, for both people involved or all people involved, I should say. Mm-hmm. So do you recommend like maintaining a masturbation practice when you are in a long-term relationship? Girl, hell to the yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, oh my gosh, yes. Um, that is one of my, duh, just like it's a dagger to my heart when people are like, oh, I don't need to masturbate anymore. I'm in a relationship or I have a partner. And I'm like, gosh. oh my God. <laughs> you are missing out. Yes. Bless so your heart is what happens. <laughs> But no, so yes, uh, is the short answer. And that comes because when we 
can make that connection with ourselves. That's the whole point behind masturbation and self-pleasure is literally learning your body and learning what makes you tick and learning what brings you pleasure. How the fuck am I supposed to expect somebody else to give, give me an orgasm if I don't understand yet how I'm even able to achieve an orgasm? If I don't know that I don't like deep penetration or I don't like receiving oral, I don't like clitoral stimulation or I do like clitoral stimulation, right? We have to know those things about our bodies so that we can communicate those to our partners and be able to give that positive direction when intimacy is occurring. I really like this. I really like this uh, pressure. I really like this vibration. I like it when you kiss me here, touch me there, right? Like these are all positive things. And honestly, like I get asked often about dirty talk. That's that's your dirty talk. Like when you can tell your partner, like, this is what I want. This is how I want. And this is what turns me on. That, that is where it's at. That's so true. Mm -hmm. And what a good way to like think about it. If the hurdle itself is like, how do I masturbate if I have a partner? It's like, because you want to be a good partner, (laughs) like Mm -hmm. to be a great sexual partner in your long-term relationship. Like you need to keep discovering yourself and what you like. And so maybe Mm -hmm. just think about it that way. If it's like a hard hurdle for you to get over mentally, um, it's it's a service for everyone involved. (laughs) Yeah. I'm helping us. Yeah. And dirty talk that makes makes sense because you be like I like it when you do you could be more direct about what you like that's fun yeah (laughs) and that is for for women specifically right for women for so long there's always this stigma against us you know if, if we're having too much sex we're a slut if we're not having any sex we're a prude and for men it's vice versa it's like that you know add a boy for how however many like how many sexual partners can you get in a day or a week right they're pat on the back for those things and so for a woman to be able to use her voice in the bedroom and take that ownership of her orgasm and give that direction and and feel that empowering moment for herself and then to actually get the orgasm or it, or it doesn't even have to be the orgasm, just the pleasure in general. That is like, that is why I do the work that I do. When, when women come back to me and they're like, guess what the fuck I did last night? <laughs> like, yes, <laughs> like that is amazing. Oh, I love that so much. And so would you say that mutual masturbation is like the pinnacle of what you can get to, um, with, in terms of like a masturbation relationship in your partnership. <laughs> like now we are so good. You're going to watch me. I'm going to watch you. Like, should we all be striving to mutually masturbate? Because or? we'll be up front. We're terrified yeah, that, of the idea. We, That's, we made up a lot of scenarios of things we'd rather do than mutually masturbate. It's so scary. It sounds so scary. It's yeah. It And I, I hear that. I honor that. And I think that the scariest part, so try it. Try it if you, if one of your partners, like you guys are not right next to it, or I guess either way, if you're trying to lay right next to each other, I think where the scary part comes in is that feeling of being seen. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I think that's the biggest thing, right? So if you're laying directly next to each other, you literally have to be like looking over to be watching each other. So maybe that would take the pressure off rather, or you might like it better if you are like one person's feet, like you know, you're like sitting opposite ways, right? My feet are up here next to your head and you're, you know, vice versa. Mm -hmm. So that could be another way. Or even if you're just, if you're both lying on your sides with your back backs against each other. So there isn't that eye contact, you know, start, start small. Um, if you are in, when I say another way to start small too, maybe you are mutually masturbating, but you're not necessarily next to each other. Maybe you both are in the know of what's happening, but one of you's in the bedroom and one of you's in the living room. 
right? So you can, you can make these small steps to eventually then, then get to that level. But I love that you said, is it, is it the pinnacle? Cause now that I'm, that, that's never been asked that before, but now that I'm thinking like, that's really, really vulnerable to be able to allow yourself and for your partner to allow that same thing to, to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it, you have to be really secure as well. Like we were talking about earlier, if you feel like, oh, you're choosing that over me, you know? So if you're watching someone do that, you're like, oh, I'm watching you do it better than me or something, you know? Yeah. So I feel like it could bring up a lot of emotions if you're not having those conversations about masturbating while you're in a relationship. Yeah. For me, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't totally know if I'm like attracted to watching somebody <laughs> masturbate. Like if I'm being honest, I just don't know if that's something that I'm into. Yeah. I guess I'll just have yeah. to try it. Not yet. I have a lot of, a lot of steps before a I get there. Steps. The only line that's coming to my head right now is in New Girl when Schmidt's like, it's like a taffy pull on a summer's day. <laughs> <laughs> like when you're just yanking on it, you know? And it's just like, that's what I think of is what I'm going to see. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to watch. Yeah, I don't actually know if I've watched a penis owner masturbate. I don't I've I've never even seen them touch it. Really. Like sexually. Like I've <laughs> you know, <laughs> there's so much to explore in life. <sighs> Mother's Day is around the corner, and whether you're celebrating your mama, grandma, guardian, or yourself, celebrate with the mother of all self-care routines by trying out Osea's Mega Moisture Duo. This duo delivers a one-two punch in luxurious body care moisturizers with their Anduria Algae Body Oil and Anduria Collagen Body Lotion, both featuring Osea's signature all-natural citrusy scent. I use both the body lotion and the Anduria Algae Body Oil once I get out of the shower, and I use it literally everywhere. This duo is my go-to for feeling glowy and hydrated for literal days, and the Osea Signature Scent is one of my faves because it's not overwhelming, um, but it's like a delicious and fresh smell that just lasts. Since 1996, Osea has been making seaweed-infused skincare that is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Treat mom to the everyday spa experience she deserves with clean, vegan skin and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code DOOMY at oseamalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to O-S-E-A malibu.com and use code d-e-w-m-e for 10 percent off we do want to get into more of the like logistics around masturbation so like how to actually do it because honestly i feel like i've been doing the exact same thing since i started and it's boring as hell Mm -hmm. and so like sometimes i'll bring in a toy and that's fun but it's like i would love to know what to do with these things at the end of my arms Mm -hmm. because i have no idea what to do with them and it's like I've never had a partner do it in a way that I was like, I want to try that (laughs) with their hands, if I'm being honest. Um, Lovely. That wasn't nice, but (laughs) it was honest. We got to be honest. Um, But yeah, so we really want to get into how. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. So do you have any main tips? Yeah. Yeah, I have all the tips. (laughs) So I think first it has to come down to you, you want to set the scene for yourself, right? So you almost want to set it up as if you're having a date night for yourself. So figure out what are those indicators that you want around. Maybe it's a smell, maybe it's a texture, maybe you want to use a blindfold, maybe you want your favorite lube. Um, So really getting 
getting your mind right, really, because our, our brain is our number one sex organ. So that has to be turned on for us to feel turned on. So you want to set your scene so that you are walking into a really, you know, desirable atmosphere, basically. So that's, that's, that's the easy part, right? <laughs> so then if you want to start, so for somebody that's really starting off with, with masturbation, I think that there's so much power behind not going straight to your genitalia, right? So maybe starting, maybe starting by, you know, caressing your lip as I'm sitting here doing it on video, that's not weird at all, right? <laughs> <That's> um, <laughs> visual, visual aspect, so, I love it. <laughs> yeah. So you're caressing your arms, you're caressing your legs, right? You're maybe rubbing your belly, maybe you, maybe you move to your breast, and then maybe then you go to your, to your all of them. Um, and so I think that there's so much that, that just taking that time for yourself, because really you want to explore your body. And I think it's also really cool for people that are starting off to really notice how their body goes through those changes. So noticing, you know, your heart rate increase or your breath start to quicken, um, maybe you start to get sweaty or hot or things like that. So noticing when you can see your body literally going from desire to arousal phase, um, and then working towards that buildup of, of orgasm, if you will. So I think starting, starting slow, setting that scene, when you then get to, when you're doing the genital touching, um, really, again, you, you know, most people are going to tell you that the clitoral stimulation is going to be the best part. Um, and while I don't want to say it's like the best part, but most 85% of women need clitoral stimulation to even achieve an orgasm. Um, and I think in society, when we, when you think about movies and things that you've watched where a woman has been masturbating, it's always been, um, like finger penetration, right? And the fact of the matter is like most women don't need that any sort of penetration to even occur to have an orgasm. Um, so I would say if you want to, if you just start with the external touching at first and really figuring out what, again, what the pressure is like, what sort of movement, do you like quick movement? Do you like slower movement? Um, do you want to be on your back? Does that feel good? If not, try laying flat on your stomach, try on your side. Um, I recently made a post on Instagram actually, which is 31 different ideas for switching up your masturbation. Um, so I okay. definitely <laughs> go find that. Um, cause that talks about, you know, using different lubes, using extra lubes, trying it in the shower, again, trying on your back, trying on your stomach, um, using some enhancements to switch things up, but it really, I think it just comes with more practice. So, you know, trying, trying something and getting really good at one thing. If you can bring yourself to orgasm, doing it one certain way, and you can kind of master that certain way. So, you know, then that is kind of your, your go-to, if you will, then allow yourself to open up and try, try these new different scenarios or new textures and things. That was the best rundown I think I've ever had on masturbation. And I have so many questions. So in the (laughs) beginning, you said, like if you want to blindfold. So do you encourage like trying a little bit kinkier things as well, like with yourself? Like if you like blindfolds or you like different props or something? Yeah, for sure. If Especially if somebody was wanting to explore more in the BDSM lifestyle uh, with a partner, I definitely recommend that they can try that on their own first. Um, even if it's just having one, you know, trying one handcuff because you want another hand free, right? <laughs> um, you know, or a hand to length, sort of cuff, you know, you're taking, taking away that, that, um, use of, of limb. Um, but the blindfold specifically, the blindfold is one of my favorite, it's not even a sex toy, but one of my favorite bedroom accessories, if you will, because again, for women with our brain being our number one sex organ, if we're thinking about doing the dishes, switching the laundry, our boss being a dick, you know, earlier in the day, that is literally fucking with our clitoris. And it's, it is not, <laughs> not in the best fair, way. Right? It's not. It's like, can you, can you just be nice to me? Like, can the world please go my way? Because I'd really like to get fucked tonight. Like, right? I'd right? like to get fucked tonight. Amen. 
Seriously. So the blindfold, if you will, the blindfold can help take away that sense of sight and it literally helps to turn off our brains. So for sure, if you're wanting to explore with that with your, with yourself and, and then maybe also with a partner. Um, yeah, I definitely, definitely recommend that. Oh, I love that. That was such a good tip. <laughs> I think I got gifted a blindfold from our, or a, a night eye thing from our friend. Mm-hmm. And so now I want to use it for that. <laughs> those purposes so shout out to her (laughs) appreciate it (laughs) I'm sure that was its intended purpose yeah why not right she did give us lube at the same time so it might have been its intended purpose right um (laughs) I'm wondering like let's specifically talk about like external stimulation what are some things that you can try with your hand because obviously it's going to be you know up to the individual what they actually like but sometimes Mm -hmm. I feel like I literally don't even know what to do and then I just do the exact same thing which is Mm -hmm. usually just like Clitoral stimulation. Yep. Emma's demonstrating with her hand. Just everybody knows. Everybody gets what I'm saying. Right. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Okay. So I'll show you my little clitoris here. Love it. So what most people are doing is stimulating up here, right? This is like Mm -hmm. the tip of the iceberg. This is what we see at the top of the vulva. But you see the clitoris is actually shaped like a wishbone. So it has these clitoral legs. So you had asked um, what's what specifically to do with your with your hands, right? So Mm -hmm. if you are wanting to explore here, um, most people, if you do direct stimulation to the clitoris, like like straight on top of it, a lot of times you're going to, it's like ticklish is the best way for me, but it's not, Mm -hmm. it it just doesn't feel pleasurable. Right. So for a lot of times you want to almost like you were saying, like kind of almost like a downward motion. So if you can start at the top and you're doing like a downward motion, that, that is going to be better pressure wise, I think. Um, but another cool thing to know about the clitoris actually is that we have a preference if we like stimulation on the left side versus the right side. Oh, I know. Right. So that's everyone's homework listening to this, because if you are a, let's say a right side girl, that means that you need like that downward pressure to come in from the right side. The left side is not as it, it can, you can, it can still be orgasmic, but your right side is really like, if you're trying to get there quick or anything like that, that's where you would want to start. I know. Crazy, that's right? cool. No idea. <laughs> no. Oh yes. my God. And um, Another cool thing as well is we also have a preference if we like the fluttering sort of stimulation or like tapping like a rabbit sort of would be on a vibrator or if we need just a constant uh, vibrating pattern. Um, So just like a slow, medium, and high. So if you are a constant contact girl, right, and you are using a vibration or your partner is doing some sort of tapping or some sort of teasing, that is pissing you off, basically. That is not... That is not your jam. That is not providing anything good for you. Um, and so that's also really helpful to know. So if you are somebody that owns a vibrator, most of us have like our favorite setting, right? We use the same one every time, but I would challenge you really to try all the settings to just to see what, you know, what maybe new level you can take your, take your body to. Um, now, the last thing I wanted to say then Again, we mostly focus up here on the tip of the iceberg is how I Mm -hmm. refer to it. But if you can get something that will stimulate all these legs too, you are going to feel a stronger orgasm because your clitoral legs are being triggered as well. So how you can do that is if you, I'm like, what kind of sex toys are happening? (laughs) (laughs) I know they're around. Um, If you you basically have something that, well, I have like a womanizer right here. So the womanizer is only going to give me suction around that clitoris, right? Right. But if I can get something that has maybe like a little bit of fatter head to it, like a wand maybe, that that hitting more area, I guess, of the the clitoris triggers for you to feel it through the clitoral legs as well. So you don't even necessarily have to stimulate like, the labia 
It's just like more of like the clitoral head. Yeah. Yes. Well, well, I will say both because there's okay. also great benefit too. Like if we're kind of going back to what we were saying earlier, like exploring all of the vulva, if you can start by just having the vibration on the clitoral leg, so on your labia, basically it sits behind there um, and starting there rather than going straight to the clitoris, that can also help you with that buildup. And again, just exploring new sensations and in, in different ways than you're used to. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. I'm going to get really specific. Is it? Sorry. Go. No. Um, so if you're trying to stimulate the labia and you have like a vibrator, would you like hot dog it or like, <laughs> <laughs> like I want like specifics. Like, yeah. Like what would you do? I think you could hot dog it. I think okay. any way that feels oh. good to you is, is great. Okay. Um, Personally, what I like is to just do kind of like a little dragging, like okay. up and down, kind of over it and switch from side to side. Um, even even if you're not, even if you're like simulating kind of like in the crease of your leg and pelvic area, that's also beneficial, right? There's so many nerve endings in that area of our body. So just get creative. Honestly, there's no wrong way of doing it. <laughs> Please hot dog it. Let me know how it goes. <laughs> Okay, how would you want me to describe it? That is the perfect way to describe it because I immediately can picture it. But the fact that it's like a hot dog—it's a podcast. I have to describe it with my words. Fuck, that was funny. Sorry, I'm good at it. You are really good at it. I love that. (laughs) Thank you for those specifics. I've um, we had an episode with Susan Bratton, and she was also speaking about um you know, just elongating the process of masturbating so that you're just turning, you're getting more turned on. Mm-hmm. You can feel like your vulva, everything start to like swell just because there's more blood flow. And I've been trying to practice because I'm someone that likes to just jump the gun and go straight to what I know I can do. Mm-hmm. So I've been trying to practice with like going slower, feeling myself get more turned on, like literally feeling down mm-hmm. there how fast the blood flow can really come in when you're just like, you know, trying to turn yourself on fully. And it was, mm-hmm. it's crazy because it is more of a full body orgasm or it can be. And I haven't like totally perfected my masturbation practice yet um, by any means. But when I have taken my time, I'm like, holy shit, I just <laughs> discovered something. <laughs> and it's fantastic. Yeah. So I just thought I'd throw that out there because I'm yeah. agreeing with you. <laughs> yeah. And you, you, I mean, yeah, you said it exactly right. Like taking the time, it doesn't always have to be some quick thing and it doesn't have to be something that just we, it's done and over. Right. And mm-hmm. especially as women, we have the ability to have multiple orgasms. So taking the time to experience that and, and then again, take your body to that level if you, if you want to. Right. What else? Like, so let's say you're doing external stimulation on your vulva. What can you be doing with like your other hand? If you're using one hand, (laughs) Um, with your other hand, let's see. So I'm trying to think like how, Hmm. all right. So with your other hand, you could give yourself some uh, nipple stimulation. You could use the other hand to insert a finger vaginally. If you wanted to, you could do some anal stimulation, stimulation or penetration. If you wanted to do that, Um, you could, if you're someone that likes to tense up and make your body very tight, um, you could grip onto your sheets and that can provide a lot of fantasy and, and pleasure to a lot of women too, or people in general. Um, so I think there's many things. If your partner is there, you could grab their penis or grab their vulva. Don't grab their vulva. <laughs> Don't <laughs> grab it. <laughs> um, <laughs> Just like a full grip. Fair yeah. claw. <laughs> don't grab their vulva yeah don't do that (laughs) 
That's so funny. And then you also mentioned a few positions while you were talking about ways to masturbate. So mm-hmm. I've only ever masturbated on my back. I only ever thought that that was the position that you could masturbate in. Mm-hmm. Literally, we had one episode where they mentioned like riding a pillow. And I was like, I can do that when I ma- I can do whatever I want when I'm masturbating. But I literally had no idea that there were more positions that you could explore. So mm-hmm. what other types of positions do you encourage for masturbating? Yes. Great question. Um, so if you are on your back, the next part, I would say, if you like being on your back, and you know, you like being on your back, try it on your back with a pillow underneath your back so that you are elevated a little bit more. It's just going to provide just different sensation. And if you're someone that's using something internally, when you are propped up like that, uh, you're able to get better G spot access. So if you're looking to have that G spot orgasm or vaginal orgasm, um, I would, I would say start there. Um, next I would say definitely then move, move to, we're just going into a clockwise position, yeah. right? So we're going to start <laughs> on the side, uh, you know, you're in the fetal position that, that is the position that we are when, when we're in womb, right? So that's a very comfortable position for us. Um, very submissive position, but the way that our legs are, you're going to just feel that stimulation, that vibration or, or penetration much differently, uh, than if you were, you know, fully on your back or on your stomach. Um, so I would say try that. I would definitely try on your stomach. I'm a, I'm a stomach masturbator. So it's so, it's funny, you know, we're obviously complete opposite, yeah. but there's joy in both. I don't masturbate on my back because one time I legit strained my neck. Well, <laughs> like, this is for the birds. Like, I don't have time for this. So, I have things to do. Um, I can't get a neck strain. <laughs> like, yeah, it was literally from this damn toy. Like the first time doing this, Obviously, you can't really use this well if you're, like, dry humping it, which is usually my go-to. But um, <laughs> anyway, so I was like, well, I'm forced to masturbate on my back. Here it goes. <laughs> uh, but also, if you are, let's say, if you're using a bedroom accessory, maybe you want to try masturbating standing up. Maybe you have that sandwiched um, between, like, on your bed and you're, again, riding up against your toy like that, but you're actually standing up. Um, maybe you're just standing up straight against the wall using a toy or using your hand that way. Um, next time you're in the shower, you could try that. Try lying in the shower, sitting in the shower, try sitting in a chair. I mean, literally again, there's no, there's no wrong way of doing this. It's just a matter of getting, getting creative and finding, finding different scenarios and finding just different positions that you can try. So would dry humping a toy be like, if you have it on like a pillow, because that's what we've talked about in previous episodes is like setting it on a pillow, but like, mm-hmm. Yeah. I really like specifics. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> for sure. I think um, if you're using it on a pillow, you're probably going to get more um, penetration because your body doesn't have to like go down as far, basically, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Um, but there are definitely times where I'm just, it's just flat on the bed and I'm, I'm more so like propped up against it. Um, okay. So I'm, <laughs> no, I'm like thinking like I'm, I'm, I have my hands straight, right. And it's underneath there. Um, so when you just move your pelvis area, like you're getting really, really good good, um, clitoral stimulation. And I will say there's definitely a difference, um, in, (laughs) this is going to be, you want a specific, so here you go. Um, there's definitely a difference in the type of mattress that you have, because when I've been traveling before and I've been on like a fluffy mattress, I'm like the the fluff absorbs all of my vibration and that Mm -hmm. is not nice. So I like (laughs) a nice firm mattress, if you will. Yes. Uh, Yes. Word to the wise. Yeah. Word to the wise. That's (laughs) put like a cutting board underneath if you need some more fur <laughs> just while just you have board. you should be on the floor at that point just make I sure know. it's clean I, know. I did have another question come up it's kind of backtracking but you were talking about like tensing up mm-hmm. um so I'm somebody that 
does tense up, but I've always like had it in my head. Like, no, I have to relax into it. Like I have to relax. So I've been trying to like force myself to, is it okay to be like tensed up? I guess I never realized that I thought it was a bad thing and that I've been trying to do something else. I do the same thing where like, I'll get really tense. I'm like, this is the only way I achieve orgasm, but I don't know if I'm like uh, cutting myself short of something. Exactly. Something else. I think oftentimes why we revert to the tenseness is that when, especially when it's feeling good and it's in the right spot, you know, we tense in a way that we're like, don't, we don't want it to change, right? We don't want it to move. We don't. And so a lot of, I I don't think there's anything wrong with tensing. I don't think there's anything wrong with not tensing. Um, I just think it's, it's, it's your fucking orgasm. Like if you're having an orgasm, who cares what you look like or what you're doing while you're doing it, right? As long as it's feeling good to you and you're not putting yourself or anybody else in harm that's right. not consensual Absolutely. harm have you ever tried breathing through it after you've been tensed up i have yes and is it like better or the same than a tensed up orgasm honestly i feel like it makes me a little less in the moment because i'm thinking like okay cast like mm-hmm. let's mm-hmm. breathe through this but generally when i try and do that is because i'm trying to like set an intention and be uh-huh. a little more like sex magic-y with it yeah mm-hmm. um so that's when i really try and like yeah i've i've noticed that if i'm just masturbating again again we love specific so i'm gonna also be very specific if i'm just masturbating because i'm like hey this is a fun day let's masturbate and i try to breathe through it that way that's quicker for me to lose if i'm tense and i'm trying to breathe but if i am sexually charged that day and luscious and you know like every time i sit down i'm like ready to go to like have like a stiff wind could anyway um and then i breathe through it that way then that's when i feel like my orgasms are more intense because i'm like elongating it i'm sorry it was the stiff wind the for stiff me wind. Yeah. just a will just send me going <laughs> But, um, so that's where I've noticed the difference, but I am someone that tenses as well. Mm-hmm. Tense buddies. Tense buddies. <laughs> that's bad. Oh, sweaty. I know. It's so sweaty in here. I get really sweaty when I interview. Um, and then also you don't have to answer about your specific practice, but when you're explaining on your stomach, so that are you, do you have like penetration when you're on your stomach or is it just like a dry hump type of movement? Um, I've done both. So most, my main go-to is just the clitoral stimulation. Um, but I do have, oh, I have it. I'm going to show, yes, I'm going to grab yes. it and show you. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this toy is my go-to for internal stimulation because it's an amazing G-spot toy. It's called OMG. It's by Pure Romance. Um, but so if I'm using this toy, same thing, I will have it inserted, uh, vaginally. So the bulb will be inside, but you still get great clitoral stimulation from up here. And then you get a little perineum stimulation down here. So even with this toy, even though it's inserted, I will still do that same, same on my stomach or flat. But for some reason, just the stomach is definitely my go-to. And I know that I can get there, you know, quicker that way. Um, but with this toy specifically, this is one that I would recommend being on your stomach and using a pillow because it's a G spot toy. So you're just propped up differently 
and being that being elevated a little bit more makes this give you even more clitoral stimulation. I'll try and link that in the show notes so that listeners can see like a visual yeah. of it because it is like an interesting looking toy. Does the yeah. base vibrate or is it just? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So it has two motors to it. So there's a motor for your G spot and there's a motor for the chorus. <laughs> so when it's inside, like it's literally the perfect trifecta for your vulva. Like you're getting G spot. Oh, also it's tapered here. So your vaginal muscles are able to do a full contraction. So you're legit strengthening your pelvic floor when you use this toy. Talk about like, a stiff wind. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Both yeah. of our eyes got huge when you said double motor. We're just like, holy mama. That will be like Because this toy, it looks like the perfect shape for exactly what you're speaking about. Yeah. Yeah. Shit. Are the, there the any? Is literally it's it, inside her inside her vagina. It's two inches and in, it's two inches forward. And you find it by giving that come here motion. Mm-hmm. So the fact that this is has a, such a nice curve to it, plus you have this flat surface here, so a lot of surface area to cover to find the G spot. Because the shit is already hard enough to find, right? I don't have something super small magnifying glass shape to like try to find this. Um, okay. But yeah, the, the because it's literally about two inches and in, it already has that curve. It's like I said, it's literally the perfect use that toy I've ever experienced. Is there any issues with it like falling out if you're like doing a like a humping motion? Do you get what I'm saying? Great yep. question. Um, so no, because again, it's tapered here. So when your mm. vaginal muscle is literally just like clamps onto it, so it's in there. Like your vagina is going to hold it in. It's not going to shoot out or anything like that. Yeah, Love that's that. a really great question. Like a squid grip. <laughs> it makes me think of that light bulb thing where you can put a light bulb in your mouth, but you can't take it out. Have you never heard of that? Don't no, look at me no. that way. Okay, well, you, <laughs> as humans, we can fit a light bulb in our mouths, but we can't take it out because of the shape. Um, that oh, is obviously an unsafe thing. I know that like now I'm going to stick a light bulb in my yeah, mouth for just some accident, stupid reason. I'm never going to be able to get it out. Well, it would crack. But oh, anyways, me. this is a much better version. Um, and I didn't. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's just what it made me think of. But I love that it doesn't fall out. That sounds incredible. Do you have any recommendations for those type of toys where it's more of a bulb on the inside? Um, Because coming out, for me, if I have a toy that's shaped like that, can kind of hurt. So I've been trying to figure out better ways to, like, not be scared of that part and to relax. But it's still kind of, like, it's uncomfortable if it's bigger on the inside and I'm Mm -hmm. pulling it out. Yeah. Great question. Um, I would say uh, WeVibe also, the WeVibe Match is also a really good G-Spot toy. It's like in a shape of a U. So that your, again, I think the key with a G-Spot or an internal toy is that it's not something super long. I really think there's a lot of magic behind having something that is legitimately just like this two inches. Um, So the WeVibe Match is same. So you get that vaginal and clitoral stimulation with it. Um, and so I would say that one, and that one is a nice and flat, it's not real bulky. So for something that is, might be experiencing pain with penetration, that would be, that I think would be another good one to, to go with. The only other thing, well, we've kind of, I guess, already been talking about it, but if we could talk about like internal stimulation with the hand, um, mm-hmm. and good ways to do that. Cause I, we talked about like come hither. Is mm-hmm. there anything else that you oh, could yeah. be doing with your fingers inside? To yourself. Yeah. To yourself. Yeah. Because... Yeah, the angle itself is just tricky. It's like a claw. Yeah. So I find that, so if you look at your hand, likely your middle finger is the longest finger. Mm -hmm. So use your middle finger for the vaginal penetration, and then you can use your thumb for clitoral stimulation at the same time. And you're almost like, it when it's, it looks very weird, but when you're inside, it's almost like you're like pushing, you're trying to like make the two touch internally. 
That's a great yeah. tip. I've never used my thumb. That is fun. She's gone unused for so many years. She's like, come on. Yeah. Thumb wrestling. I've been working for it. I'm ready. I've earned this. Put me in, coach. Well, put me out. Keep me on the outside, but put me in the team. (laughs) Yes. Do you have any like last things that maybe we didn't touch on in terms of masturbation that you want to like throw out there or talk about? Yeah, definitely. Um, so I wanted to share a freebie that I have on my website for your listeners if they'd like to go grab that. Yeah. Um, but it is called, so it's called five ways to get the foreplay that you crave. And it is a lot about, again, reconnecting with yourself. And there's also the, in the tips, it's things that you can do either if you're solo. So if you're listening to this and you don't have a partner, you can hundred percent do these things with yourself. Um, but if you do have a partner, definitely there's great ideas for the two of you together. And at the end of it, it gives you a, um, a schedule basically. So you can literally fit in the intimacy into your weeks because that's something that I hear so often from people. It's like, I just don't have the time. And it yes. really does come down to making the time for the self. So if you're listening today and you're like, I'm going to start masturbating more. Well, you need to, you need to essentially have a plan for it. And you kind of need to know what you're going into. Um, I have a, a friend actually that I have made her set a reminder on her phone, like a reminder to masturbate because so often where it's like, we're, we'd rather do the laundry, like shit that we don't even enjoy yes. doing. It's like, Oh, I have to get this done. No, I'm, I'm saying you need to masturbate and then fold your laundry, right? Like per, pleasure yourself first or pleasure your partner first, or get some pleasure in your damn life before you do the shit that you don't want to be doing anyways. Um, so yeah, if you go to my website, rachelmain.com, uh, you'll see a pink button on there. It says freebies. Uh, you can download it. It gets emailed to you as well. So you will have it forever and ever in your inbox unless you delete it. Um, but it's a great, great resource. I think for people that are looking again to, to explore this new side of themselves and then be able to share that fun with their partner too. Oh, thank you so much. That's amazing. Thank you. I think that's perfect tool. And you've mentioned your website and stuff, but where can our listeners connect with you after the episode? Yeah, definitely on uh, the website. Um, Everything is linked there. If you want to find me on Instagram, if you want to listen to the podcast, anything like that. Um, And then I am on Facebook as Rachel Main, um, M-A-I-N-E, just like the state. And then uh, Instagram, I'm at the Rachel Main. Perfect. Thank you so much, Rachel. Holy Toledo. Do you know more? Holy Tostitos. (laughs) Holy Tostitos. I prefer Takis. Uh, they're too spicy for me. Well, you have to have, have a baby. You have to have Takis with a Slurpee, and then it's not. You know what? I'm going to fuck with that today. <laughs> you know what? I just planned my day. I just planned my day, and that's what I'm going to do yeah, right I'm now. I'm a week. Biatch. Yeah. Do I Biatch. sound like Davy Jones? <laughs> Biatch. Say it again. Biatch. Do not call our guest a bitch. <laughs> I did not. Rachel, I was calling Emma a bitch. <laughs> uh, you know what? I'm going to save us. Rachel. Thank you so much for being on the episode today. And thank you to our listeners for listening in. I'm going to get you back. <laughs> you know what I'm doing? I'm, I'm mind fucking with you right now. And that's a teaser for a future episode. Ooh, there you go. Well, dropping breadcrumbs for you. You are honey. dropping breadcrumbs. <laughs> ask our guest to do the next thing. Our I'm listeners. not going to ask our guest to do it. Rachel, you don't have to do anything. You, you gave anything. us plenty. Yes, you did. But if you are a listener and you're looking to give us a little bit of sugar, <laughs> head on over to Apple Podcasts. Rate, review, and subscribe to Honey Do Me. It means so damn much to us. And if you leave a written review, <laughs> we would also like that very much. <laughs> and they should drop an emoji. Yes. 
Um, I couldn't figure out what. Maybe the hand emoji. Any sort of hand emoji. Yeah. How do you position your hand when you're <laughs> masturbating? <laughs> Just Leave the hand that the feels the hands. most similar. <laughs> That's or, actually so fun. Or the fuck you finger. Yeah. I love that. It's whatever you use to masturbate, uh, leave that as the emoji. Yeah. I love that. That's so fun. <laughs> Anyways, um, I guess we will see you next week unless you guys want to hang out right now. But yeah, I think we should just go, I guess. 